What's up, you bad motherfuckers? This is Dorian Holler and Max Showtime Schober. We're here to get on this podcast, so tune in. So, Dorian, what the fuck is going on, bro? We've been shut down for like three months. Um, just fucking working from home. Just, uh... So fucking, I'm talking about that fucking coronavirus, dog. We've been home for fucking three months, haven't even been able to go out to eat. What the fuck you think's going on? You think it's really that fucking bad like they're telling us? No, I think it's for political reasons, but that's my opinion. Dude, coronavirus has been tripping out, but a lot of good shit came out of it too, though. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely, I mean, just just uh, staying home, less distractions, has definitely got me more in touch with myself. So I think it's definitely a positive and also just, uh, our company is open up virtual too, so it's been that's a open up a lot of doors. Yeah, so. we're from home life. You remember yeah. when we were in school and we would think like people working from home and on their own schedule was like fucking crazy. Oh yeah, definitely. My mom's friend used to do that shit. I'm like, what the, what the hell? We're like, from home. Know? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's crazy. She used to have this little throwback mics with the cord and everything, you know. And now it's like most people are doing it, or at least a, a large I mean, percentage of people are doing it. People who are working are doing it now because a lot of things are shut down, so. Yeah. So yeah. what's the one thing you miss most about civilization? Um, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's more of the social aspect of it, I guess. It's more social things to do. But I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's kind of like the pause. I mean, I, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a pause that I kind of needed. And it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's eventually, it's, it's eventually going to go back to normal, I hope, so. But is it going to be a different normal, though? It's kind of hard to say. I saw a freaking dude with, a, with literally a plastic freaking like mask. He literally like an entire plastic screen in front of his face. Like, do you think that in like two months, that guy just gonna be like, whoa, I don't need the screen anymore? No, people are gonna be screwed up after this for sure. People are gonna be weird as hell after this. Guarantee. You know what's weird? Yeah. It's like, it's just like seeing how much control they have over us. Like, Definitely. how much can we control people in their daily life? It's kind of crazy if you don't have, like, if you don't have something, like, you're really kind of, like, striving to do better in. Oh, my God. You can get lost in that oh. fucking rabbit hole. For it's sure. so easy, too. It's so crazy because, I I mean, I kind of was, I was kind of doing something similar. I used to just be on the phone all day, bro. I was just basically in react mode all the time, you know? Just reacting to everything. Yeah. You know? That's what most people are, just reacting to life every day. And that's what we're, like, conditioned to do. Yeah, just react, react. So how do we change that? How do we make people less reactive and more proactive? Uh, it's, um, just give people more opportunity. Um, stop handicapping people, you know? Just give stop more, what? Stop, stop handicapping people. Handicapping people. Yeah, handicapping people, just, you know, just, and, and they're in reference to the like, you know, this like this government programs, you know, just give people more individuality. It's basically just give, give, give people more opportunity for business, you know? So give them something to get excited about, something yeah. to work towards. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just being put in the system, just have more individuality, you know, so just a bit have more, more have like a, have like a lot of, you know, business owners, you know, I think mean, that would make a lot of people, more people happy, especially in places like Chicago. I mean, Chicago's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Just like, a, there's, there's just, uh, like a lot of places, you know, there's only a certain amount of, there's a small few control, like really have the most power, you know? Damn, that's crazy. So we got some uh, elections coming up, bro. We got Donald J. Trump versus Joe Biden, bro. Are you excited about uh, these uh, debates or are you kind of just putting it on the back burner and not paying attention? 
I can't wait for this shit. <laughs> I can't wait for it because it's like, it's first off, it's gonna be the most entertaining thing ever for sure, guaranteed. Sleepy Joe and fucking crazy fucking Donald Trump, bro. That's gonna be wild, man. <laughs> you know, it'd be pretty awesome to watch too. What? 2024 Kanye West versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, that's that would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. It was crazy now because like people see like what opportunity is in the United States. Like anyone can be president. You don't have to be a lifetime politician. So now I mean, I guess it, I guess it depends what the policies are. I mean, it's kind of funny to laugh at now, but who knows what the policies are? I mean, the policies are good, but you know, it just depends. Okay, but let's say we take our average voter. Let's say our average person. If you ask them. Which policies of Barack Obama did you like? Which policies of Trump did you like? Nada. Right, you're not going to get a whole lot, right? So most people that I talk to, at least, which may not be the majority voters, but they get sold by someone else's opinion. They don't even, like, do do their own research on on the policies. Definitely. It's just, uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just mostly, also partly due, most, definitely mostly due to media. So media, that's what I was going to ask you next. What do you think is the reason why people are like that? So you say media. Mm-hmm. So why do you think people trust the media so much? Um, because um, that's what they grew up watching. <laughs> and that's what they literally just is bred to watch all day. And so just kind of just watch the news, the newspaper, Twitter. I mean, what, I mean, not many Twitter's I mean, a little bit different, but like, yeah. Still media, yeah. Yeah, still media, yeah. Okay, so if we don't get it from those sources, where else are we going to get the information from? That's really uh, you gotta. That's a that's a hard one to navigate right there. You gotta, <laughs> you know, you gotta. It's a hard one to navigate. You kind of just kind of kind of just kind of take in all views, I guess, and kind of just just pick or just kind of just make your own opinion based on your values, I guess. No, I was talking about earlier to this uh, pretty controversial topic, but uh, Planned Parenthood, right? Yes. So you know how they do? Uh, they'll do a no-cost abortion for you, right? They'll take care of the take care of the price for you. And a lot of people are trying to get that to where the government actually provides it. But you know where most Planned Parenthoods are located? Located low-income areas, homie. Where? Low-income areas. Exactly, low-income areas. So right. what what type of people do we have typically, statistically, in those lower-income areas? Uh, lower-income people. Yeah, lower-income people, and statistically, this, like, if we look at Chicago, we we'll look at New York, places like that, usually it's people of color, whether it be Hispanic, right, or Cuban, something like that. Yeah, that's kind of messed up the way to, messed up way to look at it, too, but also, too, as well, with Planned Parenthood, guaranteed, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're selling those baby parts, bro. Absolutely, guaranteed. which is where I was going with it, right? Guaranteed. But so you put them in these low-cost neighborhoods, or not low-cost, low-income neighborhoods, and you tell these people that it's a good thing. So, you know, there's a battle when it comes down to abortion. It's a pro-choice and mm-hmm. pro-life, right? Yeah. You got one aisle of people saying pro-life, the other area uh, saying pro-choice, saying it's up to the woman. So I think it's kind of strange. And, you know, um, my opinion, just so you guys know, I'm coming at it from a neutral position. If both the mother and the father agree that they want to abort their living human within the mother, you know, sign off on that. That's good for you guys. You know, great for you guys. And then uh, secondly, I don't think that I should be able to tell someone else what they can do with their life, right? 
Mm-hmm. But when you look at Planned Parenthood, like we're saying, lower income areas. So what they're doing is they're like, it's almost like a genocide of those people in the lower income class. They're saying, we'll kill your babies and your offspring for free for you. So you don't have to worry about them. It's messed up. Isn't that crazy? It's an unbelievable thing. It's wild. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, conspiracies about that too, for sure. But that's but, but then what, what, story. like you're saying, not only that, but they're selling the body parts. Guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. They're getting they're getting the umbilical cord. They're getting all that shit. They're selling all that shit. Guaranteed. So, all the stem cells. Mm-hmm. They're getting all that shit. So I wonder if uh, that ever gets spoken to with the mothers at the time when this can be Fuck a problem. Fuck no, because it is. You know, there's. Yeah, they're just, no, they're just signing it away. They're getting a free fucking abortion. So here's an idea for you, Dorian. Do you think that the families that get the abortion and donate the uh, baby fetus, do you think that they should get paid off some of those commissions of sales that they made of body parts? Should the parents take home a cut? I don't fucking know. <laughs> You're right. When you think about it, you know, the hospital's <laughs> banking out on it. They're making these yeah. tens of uh, thousands. Of yeah, it's kind of hard to say because, yeah, the hospital's making, making a shit ton of money too as well. So it's like, I don't know. Right. So, I mean, I mean really, the parents, the I mean, parents, they yeah, I mean, I guess if it's their, if they're, if this shows that they're making money, then yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess. It's a tough way to think about it. But, I know. So but, yeah, then like that, then that, yeah, that actually you totally convinced me on fucking just not. Yeah, we shouldn't have fucking abortions at all. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what I'm trying to convince. I, like, I, I don't even believe that, right? I believe it's it's up to the know. mother and the father. It's a hard fucking thing for me to say. But imagine if you got paid for the aborted body parts and that would incentivize people to get abortions. I actually think that that may be something that happens in the future. Is people will be incentivized <laughs> to abort? You think that's crazy? No, bro. That's 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 uh, that's a uh, that's like that's just not ethical, bro. I agree. It's not yeah. ethical. But I do foresee something like that happening in the future because think about it. think about how much value they're getting out of these fetuses with like you're saying stem cells research uh, using the. Oh, I guess that's something parts. we'll have to fucking figure out, dude. I don't right. even know. So what they're gonna start doing is well, right now they've got it easy. They do it for free, you know. But um, imagine in the future, they're going to want to incentivize this because, I mean, if we talk about globalists and the idea with globalists is they want to have population control, population control is highly affected with uh, abortion, right? It's helping keep down the number of new beings, which is multipliable. So it's keeping it down. So it isn't crazy to think that they would incentivize abortion, right? If they incentivize abortion, if you got paid $10,000 for every, every baby you aborted and you don't have another income other than a $10 an hour, 95 job, there's a lot of people are going to hop on that train. Now, I hate to say it, but it's going to happen. It's all involved with it. It's all of us involved with the human trafficking. All that. It's, all, it's all fucking the same shit, bro. Oh, tomato, sure. tomato, tomato, bro. Yeah, there's a bunch of human trafficking going on. Yeah, that's basically, well it's basically almost... That's basically almost human trafficking right there, bro. To be honest with you. It's a legal way for human trafficking. <clears throat> I mean, we were just watching Scarface. Literally, I mean, day, right? if you're saying they're making money, that's human trafficking. So Absolutely. That's, so that's a legal way for human trafficking. It's almost like the fucking, yeah. yeah. So you're saying it would be illegal so it wouldn't happen? No, wait, what? So you're saying it's, it would be illegal so it wouldn't happen? No, it's a it's illegal. It's a legal way for that. It's oh, illegal. illegal. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It's legal human trafficking. You do, do any research on that old boy uh, Epstein? Um, kind of, sort of. I know he has flight logs with certain with certain people, individuals. But yeah, 
called you know where you know here like there's all the private island and stuff like that orgy island orgy <laughs> i've already called a few things yeah mm-hmm. it's crazy man that dude's up there like he's uh he's got communications and networks spend time with some important oh, yeah i mean the biggest thing that i've kind of heard about him who knows nobody really knows but the biggest thing that he um basically just has dirt on everybody he just has dirt on everybody he's blackmails people yeah, so he basically yeah, has like dirt on that. everybody because he has all the flight logs of all the people you can look at you can look all this up certain amount of people there on blue bill clinton john legends on there too as well it's wow. kind of funny but yeah so, so let's look it up but basically uh yeah yes people he has he guaranteed he has dirt on all those people and guaranteed other politicians and he was um just look him up honestly he was just a People people call him the biggest, like notorious human trafficker. I wonder if we'll ever know who did the hit. We don't even know if who knows if he's even fucking dead, bro. To be honest with you. Wow. Point. Who knows? So how you liking Illinois, bro? Love it, actually. It's been an awesome time out here. It's been a huge learning experience. You know, coming from the Southwest to the Midwest, so I, I like it out here so far. What would you say is the main difference? What do you mean? Like, what's the difference? Like, the number one difference that stands out between being in Albuquerque, New Mexico, to being right in the middle of Illinois? Um, I don't know. Better people. Amazing people. Yeah, I would say that's the thing. Is the difference is definitely the people, the culture, right? Oh, there's amazing people that I'm surrounded with currently, so. It's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. So how about in, like, the community? So, like, whenever you go out and you meet people in Albuquerque, how are they different than the people that you meet in Illinois, You can meet people. Chicago? You can meet people. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's crazy. Albuquerque's a little bit more crazy in certain aspects, but everybody's cool, man. You can make friends anywhere. Everybody's cool for the most part. I kind of noticed for the, for a little bit, and actually my friend Cameron, uh, he actually, he's from Michigan. He was telling me, he was like, he was, he was telling me whenever I first came out, he was like, just, just letting you know right now, you know, uh, people in the Midwest are like a little bit different. So, you know, they're, they're a little bit more straightforward, you know, about things. So that's one, the only thing I kind of noticed, especially being in the home and people uh, working with people in Chicago, they're a little bit more straightforward. In New Mexico, you can kind of, I used to say, butter them like a biscuit. You know? <laughs> you know, you could talk to them for like five fucking minutes to 10 minutes, warm up, dude, you'll be good, bro. Just fucking go on barely, you know, you know, those easy lay downs, you know. <laughs> so just based off rapport yeah, you know i hear out here they're like what the fuck do you want my favorite things about illinois is all the parks dude there's so many parks and lakes and all this like uh like uh state uh parks and stuff Bussy it's nice right it's so uh yeah the yeah the nature part is definitely something i did not expect and it's pretty fucking beautiful honestly yeah but the fucking snow, man, it takes a second to get used to snow. Oh my gosh, I was just fucking trying to be like, in my head, I was just trying to fucking like, have trying to like channel my inner David Goggins, bro. <laughs> fucking, you know, just remember fucking running out in the fucking- in the, in the Zero fucking degrees, cold? we were running zero degrees. You know, like it was fucking 20 degrees too, dude. It was fucking all savage, bro. So fuck it. Your like know. nose starts piercing, burning. <laughs> everything just frozen yeah, up. Dude, my fucking eyes were like going cold. Yeah, I kind of like the cold after a while, but the only thing is the six months is a little too long of a winter. If we had like three months of winter, I'd be cool with that. Oh, I don't even know, man. That's Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to think about how it's we're coming up on our year anniversary, too. That's wild. No, it's coming up in August. Coming mm-hmm. hot. Yeah. So what you going to get now? You uh, able to work from home. So you basically live anywhere you want. You can put any thought into any places you may want to live in the future. Just uh, try out the areas if you like it. I um, 
I would like to live in Miami, Florida, Samaria. You and Sheree got to take over that Miami office. Oh, yeah. And then, um, I mean, this, are you talking about this, like, just for business or just kind of take over territory? Just to just live. Because, I mean, you can work from anywhere. So, I mean, somewhere where you would wake up and your life would be in that place that day. For I mean, I mean I've, I've always, I always, I want to be in Europe. So, Spain. That'd be Spain, dope. That'd be visa. Awesome. Learn some Spanish. Visa. Visa. That'd be nice. Um, and yeah, I'll just, I mean, yeah, just Miami. Miami and then um, Cali. Maybe check it out for a little bit. But Cali doesn't really appeal to me so much. I'll just be there because it's kind of like the hub of everything. So I got a lot of fun on Cali. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then uh, New York would be another cool option. New York could be cool too as well. I don't really know. I don't really know too much about it though. It's not really even know. Yeah, I guess there's only yeah. one way to find out. Yeah, I'll just fucking stay in Trump Tower, I guess. And <laughs> just get rent an apartment, dude. Stay there for a year. You're good to go. One yeah, year, I guess. Maybe. That'd be cool. There's not a shit. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. I feel like, yeah. All right. Well, I'll go check it out for you. I'll let you know if it's dope or not. Yeah, I'll go check it out for a little bit, but I don't know if it'll be an extended stay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was thinking, dude, it'd be cool to like, live like in different places like a year at a time. Like live in Europe, say five years, and every year you're in a different country or something like that. It'd yeah, be a lot bro. of moving. That'd be awesome. I would definitely like to do that. That'd be that'd be awesome. Like spend like a different one in like uh, different like ski places or like Switzerland or that'd be like that'd be dope. Switzerland or like uh, or you can stay like in uh, I don't know, it's all over the fucking place. Go to fucking New Zealand, bro. I'd be down to stay in Thailand for a year. Oh yeah, we could also take over the new fucking New Zealand office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about New Zealand, but I know we have an office. There. <laughs> but now, like I'm saying, like you can be anywhere. You don't have to know a single person in that town. You still have a full time job and you still have a team going from your laptop. So I mean, none of that even matters where the office is. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it'd be pretty dope to check out some other places. What about kids, bro? You about to have some kids or what? Uh, dude, that's just uh, I don't even know. That was that's not even my realm of thinking. I don't know. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Down, just built a bunch of little fucking rams. I'm just, I just can't imagine myself having a kid. I wouldn't want to have a kid right now because I just I just I have a lot more work to do myself, and I don't know. Isn't that so crazy? it's just rough out there to think about it too. You For know, sure. it's rough out there to think about like you know what kids have to go through. How many how many people make it through the maze of life? It's just, just kind of crazy. It's easy to get lost in the sauce. Yeah, exactly. You know what you're bringing them into, so it's like, damn, like I really want to make sure this little fuckers. Exactly. For I mean, I definitely feel like I would definitely, I would definitely try to put my all into it, but it's kind of just you know. A lot of people put their all into some things and it's kind of, you know, if it goes south, that would definitely be, you know, that would definitely be, that's yeah, kind of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but life can <laughs> happen, but the cool thing is with the kids, like your your uh, your bloodline gets to live on another generation, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that part of this right now, it's kind of. Oh yeah, definitely not right now, right? This, yeah. is, this is hard for me for to sure. think like that right now. <laughs> all right, 10 years from now, where are you waking up at? Where are you gonna be? Uh, hopefully in Ibiza. Hopefully in Ibiza, hopefully just, you know, traveling, just traveling, maybe just, uh, you know, getting, doing something with music, you know, getting involved with certain people and maybe just throwing events together with my friends, you know, that'd be dope. That would be pretty dope. Curate some events, you know? Yeah, just uh, be uh, doing shows in different states and stuff like that. All the Curate, places. have little parties, you know, just, you know, just get together, just basically celebrate life. I hope I'm like just, you know, just celebrating life to the fullest at that point. Oh yeah, just chilling. So ten years from now, you're what, thirty-four? Yes. And we're still super young at thirty-four. 
not even halfway through a, through an average life cycle. Mm-hmm. All right, so say you're 34, you're doing that, another 10 years passes, you're now 44. What are you, you going to be doing at 44? Hopefully traveling, doing the same shit, you know, just, just celebrating life, sipping champagne, you know, <laughs> just everywhere, bro. Hopefully in Thailand, you know, I don't know, just forever, dude. Just spin the globe, dude, and just uh, pick, pick, pick a spot. It's bonkers, man. So it's 11-11, everyone make a wish. All right, cool. Anyways, now, looking for 20 years. Right now, shit seems like far away, away right? To, uh, 44? Yeah. Bro, it's just gonna happen like that, dude. Everyone tells it to. Everyone says it, life goes by fast. So we're gonna mm-hmm. be 44, we're gonna be like, damn, that was fast as hell. It's, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about. I mean, shit, coming up on, well, I mean, it's been six years since I graduated. That's kind of crazy to think about. Or and actually, it's not. It's been, yeah. Actually, it's actually six years, yeah. It's a lot of shit's happened in that span of time. So if you double that, that's 12 years. After 12 years, you're going to be 30. Another yeah. Six years, 30. Mm-hmm. When do you feel life like is like at its peak? What, what in your mind, at least, what do you no, picture? I, the way I look at it is just, you know, everybody, just everybody... I, I don't think so. I just think life's going to keep on getting better and better. Oh, that's a great way to look at it. Why well, don't there going to be a peak? Why would there be a peak for? Yeah, you're right. I don't have a good answer to that. Yeah, I looked at it differently, but I like your Why would there be a better. peak? I mean, I was just thinking like your last year is like say 60 to 80. That's like when you have the most experience. That's when you like- This uh, depends. I mean, I guess I know, I know I know what you mean, but I mean, you should still, I mean, I would still like to have that spirit of doing something, whatever I could at that age or doing something, you know, being out if I was able, you know? Yeah, or just, sure. you know, or just living through somebody that I care about or something, you know? Just yeah. something like that, you know, who knows? And well, that's one of those crazy things too, is we take all like our health and stuff. Usually most people will take it for granted, right? Like we can go do whatever we want right now. There's gonna be a day when we can't. We're like maybe even in a wheelchair, you know, or we're so we have to walk. Just to take care of ourselves. That's the one thing I noticed, yeah. you know, is we just gotta make sure to take care of ourselves. We gotta stay grateful. And that's it. We just gotta take care of ourselves and take stay grateful. Probably chill on the probably chill on the carbs and like, you know, the beer, you know, a little yeah. bit like ten years down the line. But you know, <laughs> right now it's Did you hear that kids? No beer. I mean, right now it's I mean right now it's grind time, you know, you know, you know, you gotta work hard, play hard. You know that's part of the rules. You know, so <laughs> I don't make the rules. <laughs> I just follow them. <laughs> that's crazy, man. We are, in twenty years we're gonna be in our mid forties. We'll still be moderately young, right around mid age. But yeah, fuck. At that point, you've got twenty five years of experience at life. So a lot of people, man. What What do you think they're um, sad what do you think uh, a lot of people these days are dealing with like anxiety depression and things that are really you know considered uh mental psychological disorder i could only speak to what i've experienced and what i mean like the people that i've seen and stuff like that because you know me personally and how i felt like complete shit about myself when i wasn't doing anything well i wasn't doing anything i was just partying eating just fucking felt like look at shit look at myself in the mirror and I felt like shit but it's just it's hard because like when you don't have an opportunity or you're not surrounded by the right friends or the right uh people to look up to um it could seem you can get lost in the sauce you know that's like I mean I could I could I can know when some people people are lost in the sauce because I've been lost in the sauce you know so I can understand that aspect but you know just uh 
I don't know where I was going with that, but what was it? Pick me up. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like you were saying, you get fucking lost in the sauce. <laughs> get lost in the sauce and shit, but, um, you know, I'm drawing a blank now, too. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I fucking lost my train of thought, bro. That's fucking funny. Oh. Anyways, we're, yeah, we're talking about the uh, psychological disorders of being upset and being sad. <laughs> and, you know, whenever yeah. you're... Uh, I don't know. You're in a, not doing something productive basically you know, is what you're saying whenever you were just oh yeah this, yeah whenever you don't you know you're not progressing and getting better at something basically. you like know growing so you have to you have to keep on growing you know but you know the here's the flip side you know growth is uncomfortable so that's why you know you know you got to go through that uncomfortableness you know you're going to go through that and you have to beat that anxiety honestly you got to go head to head with that fucker so, so just like a 12 or a 13 year old boy may have growing pains, the same thing. You got to give a little pain yep. to get the growth. Exactly. You know, for, for instance, you know, I mean, being a camp said it the other day and, you know, he related, I mean, I basically related so much to him because, you know, when I was first calling people on the phones, I couldn't even fucking talk. I was shaking like a motherfucker, you know, but over time you just get over it and you can actually talk to people and just, you know, it's easy. I mean, it's, it's easy. Now you probably have fun doing it. Exactly. This comes with time, but that's just like this. I can understand that feeling though, like, you know, being scared of doing something, you know, so. Okay, that's cool. People are scared too as well. So you think the times where you're the most happiest is when you're doing things that you were scared to do, things that were frightening. Basically, it's overcoming something, you know, it's basically it is uh, just beating, uh, just beating self, uh, just limiting, just limiting thoughts, I guess. So at this time when you're in your transition, so let's take you back to Dorian where, like you said, you're partying a lot, eating a lot, looking in the mirror and you're you're not happy with what you're seeing looking back at you. What was the thing that changed you from being in that situation to now being focused on growth? Um, just a lot of, uh, a lot of mistakes and heartbreak basically where I was basically fed up. So mistakes and heartbreak. So heartbreak played a big role. In but that. also, but also mistakes though too as well, because even though like, yeah, I was fucking around, I still, I still was always, uh, I still, I think I still was always had that, wanted to do something and guys, I had other business opportunities, but I think I just put my trust in other people that I probably shouldn't have. And I got taken advantage of in certain aspects, but so you know, kind I was of, kind of, uh, I always kind of makes, makes mistakes on business and also, uh, Really business, but I mean, I guess I worked for Chris's family and stuff, and then uh, <laughs> my friends' uh, family, and then. Uh, so basically, what I'm taking also, away is when you realize that the people that you were surrounded by were not very trustworthy. Um, they weren't the, I mean, they weren't the like the best people to look up to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best, yeah, the best, the, the best people to look up to are the best uh, role models, or uh, yeah, the people that I was surrounded with. Okay, so then you decided to make the change. What was the first thing you did when you realized you needed to make a change? So when people here that are listening, who they feel like they're in a situation where they're in a rut, maybe they're doing things that they know aren't the best for them. What was that first thing like that first day when you're like, this is the first step I need to take? Um, I don't know. I can't really, really say that because I was blessed and the opportunity came to me whenever I was at the bar. And I got the opportunity. So to, were you looking to, for it at the time? I wasn't really looking for the job. I wasn't looking for a job, but I was open to anything. That's the thing. I was always open to things. You know, I wasn't closed off to things. So, I mean, I mean, I got the opportunity. I was partying at a bar and I went outside to go smoke a cigarette. This guy offered me his lighter. And that's how I basically was talking to me about AIL and gave me his business card. And I was crazy enough to call him the next day and we met up at California Pizza Kitchen. And that was my interview. 
Wow. I didn't even do, I didn't even see it. I didn't even see how the business run. He just showed me his fucking final all take and that was it. He didn't even show me anything else. So all you have to do is just was, present you an opportunity. It's crazy, but it's crazy. You know what's crazy to think about? And I didn't really, I don't know if I told you this, but I was actually thinking about this. I was sold on a thousand dollars a week. <laughs> I was sold on a thousand wow. and everybody, everybody over here at the business, you know, thousand dollars a day. You know, that's what the thing they push. So that's what I was sold on. So. So just knowing that you had an opportunity where it's possible to make just a thousand dollars a week, you can go out, provide for the family, do something cool. That was all you needed. And also too, I just thought it was really cool. Like you know, like it wasn't. He, he kind of just told to me like, hey, like we deal with these groups, like the policemen, the firefighters. I was like, okay, that's cool. Okay, so we actually have relationships with them. So that was a pretty genius the way it was kind of set up and everything like that. Um, so I was in, I was actually more recruited for the sales part. I didn't really get really the whole idea <laughs> about like you know how it was how a successful Gross. business is run in AIL like David, but David really, he showed me up my life. So I, I saw a lot of things. He's a great know, guy. Sure. He's awesome amazing. Human, Super yeah. grateful for that guy. He's done a lot for me, you know, definitely inspires me to be a better person too as well. So yeah, shout yeah. out to David. If you guys don't follow him already, it's a David E Carpenter underscore on Instagram. I believe this guy puts out incredible content. Help you get, help you uh, get through the week. Most of all, he's just a, just a great person, mm-hmm. genuine person. Yeah, so always feel so. free to hit the man up. He'll get back to you eventually. He's got, I seen this dude's DMs, he's got a list. But uh, uh, anyways, man, so back to AIL. The opportunity first came to you, uh, you get a cigarette outside of a bar, you meet up with this guy the next day. So you start off in New Mexico, you're working in the office, kind of a lot of stuff going on there, right? So uh, tell us a little bit about the difference between the first date, because not only did you uh, decide you needed growth and, and join a new company, but you also ended up deciding to move to a new state where you don't know anybody, you didn't have anybody. So what was the cause for that big change there? Um, well, if, I mean, I mean, uh, hold on. Do you want me just to go from like where you just picked up off where I was just explaining? Yeah, I mean, let's pick up after so like whenever I got hired. Yeah, so let's hear a little bit about your experience with the organization in New Mexico, and then what was like kind of the reason well, and, and the first drive off, I mean, it. I got hired, so it was actually, you know, it was actually three years ago, uh, three years ago, May of 2017, I got hired. I remember exactly, May of 2017, I got hired, and but then I went to go take my test, so that took me <laughs> up, so it was May of 2017. I passed my tests, uh, I think it was December, December. Or it wasn't that, it was, yeah, it was December actually. It wasn't that, it was only 11 months, but yeah. Was it 11 months? How long were we months was that? Uh, December to one. December to, to uh, May, seven months. Yeah, a little less. Oh yeah, seven months, yeah. Seven months, so yeah, so I, it took me seven months to pass my test. Um, failed it four times. Um, that, that test was like the hardest thing for me because I never had actually studied for anything in my life. <laughs> yeah. Ever in my life. <laughs> and you know, but it was, I was actually during that time, bro, but I was honestly kind of like not putting my, my best effort either because I never studied before and it was so hard for me too as well. Um, so I kept on failing it and then like I'd always, always tell, I was always telling my friend Monty and all them, all my friends around me, I was always telling about the opportunity. I was always hyping it up, you know, just like talking all the time. And then like, uh, I remember like after my, I was about to take it the, I was about to take it the fourth time. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think it was like the night before or something like that. I was like partying out with my fucking friends or something like that. Or actually it was, uh, it was actually a couple days before actually. I was partying out with my friends and I was with my friend Dez and I was with my friend Monty, but I was outside smoking a cigarette with my friend Dez. He was being cool. He was one of those guys. You ever have those, uh, those friends where he's like, you don't really know him too well, but you're just like, 
tight with them. Yeah, that's your boy, right? That's yeah. your boy, and he was always really cool. So we're just hanging out, and then uh, fast forward the next day, I was just chilling, right? Kind of studying. And then um, I get a text from uh, Monty, and uh, yeah, yeah, his brother had killed him. So that was kind of unfortunate. So that, it's kind of kind of crazy to say that, bro, but I honestly kind of motivated me kind of a lot to actually get that done, to be honest with you. I remember I was studying all, all hours of the night because I was just always telling him this shit. I don't want to like seem like I was just like a fucking talker. Yeah. I was just talking my fucking mouth off and not fucking doing shit. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy how I come to how to come to that, but that that kind of motivated me a lot to be honest with you. So yeah, I ended up passing my test, and then uh, <clears throat> I was all pumped, <clears throat> got some dress shirts and shit, you know, all, all fucking ready to rock this shit, all ready to go. Um, <laughs> and then uh, basically I started off with my uh, with my GA, the guy who hired me. Um, <laughs> and then so I basically just, uh, he took me on the field, he showed me some sales. He was actually, he, he was actually showing me sales and stuff like that. Um, but I never really got any, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't really doing no cost or anything, you know, like I wasn't, I was just, he was just showing me presentations. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then, um, basically, uh, yeah, he just kind of let me do my thing. And, um, I wasn't really studying the script either, bro. <laughs> I basically fucking cheated on the script video. You know, I was like basically did that way. So yeah, I basically did that. And then um, his actually uh, his friend who was uh, his essay. His name was uh, I'm gonna leave names out here for the meantime. But yeah, <laughs> uh, basically yeah, he actually took me on my first road trip. Uh, he was actually to Roswell, New Mexico, and uh, yeah, I don't know if we should. Uh, to move to Arizona so what was appealing to you about Arizona and the Tempe office um so yeah so yeah yeah so basically after that I mean after the road trip well I mean I mean, I mean we'll talk about after but basically after the road trip I mean uh I really wasn't involved with the office I mean I got my leads I think I sold like a policy or two by the grace of God I mean I was like <laughs> I think I just like here's your benefits here's this I was shaking out my ass I don't know what the fuck I was doing I think people felt bad for me so I got a sale off of that or something but then I was basically wasn't doing anything but I'd actually hit up David for advice you know and then just, uh, oh yeah, before that actually, I actually went to the office maybe like a couple times before that. And there was just the manager at the office, I was talking to his girlfriend, and she was talking about David actually, he's kind of just talking about him, how he's killing it. Um, how he, and then I found out he was a year older than me, and I followed his Instagram. And I was like, damn, this guy's killing it. I'm like, he's only a year older than me. You know, I'm gonna reach out to him for advice. You know, that's, so I basically reached out to advice. He was kind enough to respond back to me. He was actually in a road trip actually in New Mexico. He invited me to go out. I was uh, too scared to go out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I left that out. But uh, basically fast forward like three months later, um, I was going through some shit, you know, I don't know. I was going, I was going through a lot of shit family-wise, probably friends-wise, who knows. Um, I actually just reached out to David, just just basically just kind of test out the waters, basically just asking him if he had any spots on his team. Said yeah, and then basically quit American Income. And then five months later, um, and, and I also worked for my dad, so I saved some money. And then five months later, went out to uh, Arizona. I stayed out with a friend that I had known. Had known. Uh, but my car had broken down actually when I actually initially first went to his house, so I was carless for a month. Um, there was a... Uh, and this is at a time where you couldn't work from home. You needed your car to be able to work. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, and then, yeah. So, unfortunately, there was drugs involved. So, yeah, he was kind of dealing with that. And then, um, 
uh, basically got a car for my grandma, so by the grace of God, she helped me out, so I'm really grateful for her. And then, um, yeah, so basically started up training. It took me about a month to get trained up. Um, and then, but whenever I came back from my first road trip, actually, um, he got kicked out. So I was basically homeless for a month after that. And then uh, basically just started off and just started doing, you know, doing decent, doing decently well this business. And then, you know, just uh, got blessed by David with an opportunity to come out here basically uh, 40 awesome, months later bro. after that. And by decent at business, you're talking about writing out of your first six months out the gate, 10 to 20 racks in a, a month. So you were doing awesome, man. Mm-hmm. You went homeless to, to killing it. And then again, you mentioned Christina, man, such an angel. She's an awesome human. Yeah, Christina bro. is definitely an angel too as well. So she definitely helped me out a lot. So I definitely very appreciate it. Shout out to Christina. <laughs> so uh, Dorian, what is it about this opportunity? Was it about this career? Was it about this lifestyle? They got you to go from, I'm going to study for an exam that I don't want to take. I haven't studied a day in my life. I'm going to study and stay committed to this. Even if it takes me seven months to pass it, I'm going to move from New Mexico to Arizona. What is it about this career that had that driving force behind you to make all these big moves? Um, it was just, uh, <clears throat> this, this, this business was every, every was the opposite of what I was. Basically, it was like uh, the way the metaphor I describe it, bro. It's just like it's like the cave that you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. You know, I had all my fears right in front of me. You know, communication skills, anxieties, anxiety. You know, just uh, being a little bit more out there. You know, you know. So all, all the skills that I've kind of always like had in my head, but just kind of scared. You know. It's basically just going after the things that you, you know, just so kind of scare you, I guess. Yeah. Basically, what you're saying <clears throat> is the fact that these things were scary <clears throat> is what drove you to do them. I just, I just, I just didn't want to be that would have, could have, should have person. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's basically what it was. And then also, too, I mean, the biggest factor, too, as well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wanted to leave fucking New Mexico, but honestly, New Mexico pushed me out. My friends were getting addicted to drugs, they were ODing. I was not the best on terms with my parents. Um, all kinds of shit was happening. I was getting involved with a lot of shit, wrecking my car, you know, just getting in trouble, being around, surrounded by the wrong people. And it was just, it was just, uh, I was, uh, I don't know, I was very lucky because I don't know, I was just super lucky to get out of there when I did. That's basically it. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy to see that, you know, all that stuff going on in New Mexico, that's like an energy and a force. It's kind of like, it's either going to suck you in, you're not going to escape it, or you're going to bounce off of it because you don't want to be there. And the way, that, the way that I would describe is it's just, it's just like uh, people are very content with where they are out there. And the way that I would describe the people that actually do things out in Albuquerque, pay attention. People that are actually born and raised, they eventually have to outsource. There's always like a ceiling you can reach. And she got to outsource because even if you get popping, there's gonna be haters and they're gonna try to drag you down. Look at John Jones, prime example. You know, you know that's one example. Diego Sanchez, same thing. You know, there's a lot of fighters, but you know that's what you know that's what most of the pro ones you look at actually. But <laughs> you got you just get sucked and lost in the sauce. It's very easy to. I even look at my friend Snapchat today. I'm like. Fuck, man. I can't believe I was involved with that. But it was actually pretty damn fun. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Yeah, it's but just, it's definitely yeah. something I can't do now. <laughs> like you're saying, you had that stage, you know, but you were able to get out of it. You know, that's yeah. what we're saying. Is sometimes you'll be hit by that type of energy. Some people are going to get completely swallowed by it, and that's where they're going to get I stuck. I understand it. I mean, I yeah. was always, I mean, I was always at hope, and I always just, like, I was always open to things. 
I mean, I got fucked over in a lot of things before this as well. So, you know, but I just was, I was just persistent and I was willing to make mistakes still, <laughs> basically. And like you said, you were open to new options. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. Well, it has been awesome hearing your story, bro. I appreciate you sharing. I know the people that are listening uh, got a lot of insight because one thing that's really cool about doing a podcast is, you know, you can just talk about whatever. So a lot of things that would typically not be heard from someone get to be shown and people get to learn from that. So last question for you, bro. Uh, what is a one mark or one impact that you want to leave on earth while you're here? Um, I just want to just, um, I just want people to realize the love that they have within themselves and this potential that people have, basically. I just want to realize, I just want to realize that, you know, that everything comes from themselves and it starts with themselves, but you could also impact people from just working on yourself, you know, it starts with yourself, just love people, basically it. Awesome, bro. I look forward to our next Find podcast. Find your passions too as well. You'll be back on, right? Of course. And also, happy birthday to Max Schober. Today is actually his birthday. I don't know if Max left this out, so I want to give a shout out to Max. Appreciate it. He's been a homie out here, so I definitely really appreciate him. He's actually uh, he's, he's actually motivated me a lot. I actually learned a lot from him, so definitely appreciate you, bro. Thank you, Dorian. I appreciate it, and I appreciate mm -hmm. you being on. Looking forward to the next one. Mm -hmm. Peace out. Later.